How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Thursday, August the 5th. Hello, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Uh, in the world of video games today, what I'll say is that we have a bunch of really small stories, and so I'm kind of just going to cherry-pick some interesting ones. We did have some financial reports from both PlayStation and EA, but I'll just be honest, I don't feel like talking about major corporations making tons of money right now. And not that much interesting came out of it anyway. So let's jump into it in this relatively fast-paced show. And we'll kick things off with Ghost of Tsushima. So a while back, they added a multiplayer mode to the game called Ghost of Tsushima Legends. And that was a cooperative mode, which had you and your friends going up against waves of enemies. And so what we found out today is that they're actually going to be expanding this multiplayer mode and giving it a standalone release. So if you don't want to own Ghost of Tsushima, you can just buy the, the standalone multiplayer. It'll be around $20. And along with that release, they are, like I said, expanding it and adding a competitive multiplayer mode called Rivals. And so Rivals is two teams of two still facing waves of enemies, except the more enemies that you defeat, you get an in-game currency, and then you can spend that currency to affect the opposing team in various negative ways. So they've announced that Rivals is going to be coming on September 3rd, which is next month. And if you don't have Ghost of Tsushima yet, then you can also consider picking up the Director's Cut, which is going to be releasing on August 20th. But of course, like I said, you don't actually have to buy the game, though I hear many good things about it. The next thing here comes from the game World War Z, which is also an expansion to the game called Aftermath. And coincidentally enough, you can purchase this as either an expansion to the base game or as a standalone purchase, which includes every single update to the game so far. So if you're going to buy the game for the first time under the name of Aftermath, and you're going to get everything that's been released for the game over the past two years. Then they have a new story episode for the game set in Rome, attempting to reclaim Vatican City. They have a new class called the Vanguard, which is like an electric shield wielder. It's pretty cool. They've also added crossplay the option to play the game in first person, a new combat system, apparently, and then a bunch of in-game content, like perks and new weapons, daily challenges, stuff like that. If you'd like to buy it, it is $40 on its own, $20 as an expansion if you already own the game, and that is on most platforms. I'll give you a bit of an update on Street Fighter here. So first of all, they're going to be doing a crossover with Fortnite, it's actually more of a continuation. They already had Ryu and Chun-Li, and then now they're going to be adding Kami and Guile, I think is how you pronounce it. So if you play Fortnite, there's some Street Fighter options there. Uh, and then within Street Fighter V, they've also announced the newest and last DLC character by the name of Luke. It looks like he has a bit of a boxer theme going on, and he'll be coming out in November. I like what Eurogamer wrote about this, quote, I think it's fair to say the reaction to Luke has been mixed. He's yet another blonde white guy in a series packed with blonde white guys, and some have called his design uninspired, end quote. Which, you know, that's too bad considering it was the last announcement, but it is what it is. Okay, again, I don't think this is a huge story, but I think the headline is wild. So there is a new Super Monkey Ball game that's coming out. It's called Banana Mania. It's really just a bunch of remasters of the first three games. It's coming out in October. And the announcement today is that we're going to have an appearance or a crossover with Jet Set Radio. Specifically, the character is Beat, who's like the main person. 
I thought this was hilarious because Jet Set Radio is totally not a relevant IP these days, I would say. And I guess it makes sense because they're both Sega games, but I don't know. I saw that and I was just like, what? What's going on here? (laughs) Really cool. The character is going to be totally free and unlockable through normal gameplay, so it's not DLC. And instead of collecting bananas like a monkey, he'll be collecting cans of spray paint. Very fun. And hey folks, you know what? That is all for today. Like I said, not a huge day for news. Thank you so much for tuning in, it's greatly appreciated. I'd also like to give a big thanks to that one gal and Genevieve for leaving me five-star reviews. I think I was a little late on that one, my apologies. But thank you for helping the show. And I'll be back with the news tomorrow, as always. So until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Okay, I need to do a quick segment on board games first. It's, I promise I'm not taking the whole show this time. So I discovered something. I discovered something called Board Game Arena, which is basically the ability to play board games digitally against random matchmaked people. And so, you know, I anticipate I'm going to try and learn some of the games that are on there so that I can play them and actually say that I'm a bit of a board gamer. But the thing is, Board Game Arena, it seems like it's a little geared towards, I don't know, people who are like competitively good at board games. They have a whole ranking system and like ELO and stuff like that, which I'm like totally not. I don't care about that. And then I started to feel even worse because I started to play the one game that I know, which is Seven Wonders Duel. Uh, You know, it's the one that I bought. And uh, I just got my butt whooped like a million times. I played three or four games, and every single time, it seemed like my opponent was making the optimal decision, no matter what, and I was, blu- uh, f- uh, what's the word? Not bluffing. Failing, I guess. Now, part of the reason is because you have, like, turn timers on there, so that people don't take 50 million years to make a turn, and that's fair, but I tend to be somebody who wants to take 50 million years. You know, I'm a fan of turn-based video games, not action-based because I like to analyze and figure out my best move. And when I only have two minutes to make a turn, I don't know, the pressure is on anyway, so I think I make suboptimal plays. So I don't know if I'm going to be sticking around on Board Game Arena, probably not. But if nothing else, it gives me a good opportunity to try and learn some more board games. Okay, I'm done with it. So what's new with me? Um, I don't know. Not too much. I couldn't talk to you yesterday because I had a headache. But you know what I did do was I played Dying Light. I've been playing, I've played two sessions of Dying Light, uh, and I'm playing at co-op with Jordan, and I've got to say, I'm, I don't know, like, I don't hate the game, like Wolfenstein Youngblood, which I played recently, I, I think it's fair to say I disliked that game. I can't say I dislike Dying Light, but I think it is quite janky, and it's kind of like, in my opinion, the worst of open world gaming. Not, okay, not the worst, but it definitely shows the flaws of an open world game. It's just a bunch of quests that I don't care about. It's a lot of running around, which is only slightly offset by the fact that they have an interesting movement system. And worst of all, is weapon durability. Oh my god, is the weapon durability the worst? There's so many zombies around, and I have basically no incentive to hurt them, because I don't want to waste the durability on my weapons. So, I don't know, I think I'm seeing more flaws with this game than pros, or good things, I don't know. And I know it's an older game, but I think it's just going to be another game where I finish the campaign and I'm going to be like, yeah, that was fine. You know, I just did it because it was co-op. If I was playing this by myself, I would have given up by now. If this was a focused 
tightly screwed zombie game, it would be awesome. But on its own, I'm like, yeah, give me something else. It's too bad, too. You know, I, I know that they're working on Dying Light 2, but I've also heard that they've restarted that game like 50 times, and that leadership is not great. There's a whole report out on that company, which is not fantastic. So I'm not super invested in that. And uh, I guess the last thing I'll mention, again, you're getting my hobby update here because there's not much happening in the gaming industry. Uh, I'm watching Jessica Jones, the television show. So I told you I was watching Daredevil and I finished the first season. And now I'm watching Jessica Jones. Oh my God. Oh my God. I don't understand how they got away with making this show under the Marvel umbrella. This show and Daredevil, it is so, so brutal. I can't, I'm watching, I'm like, I can't believe this is, I mean, it's not Disney at that point, I think, by the time it was made, but now it's Disney. It was blowing my mind. David Tennant is so good as the evil bad guy, and that show is so psychologically messed up. I, I think it is dragging on, like, I'm ha- I think I'm halfway through the season, a little over halfway. Daredevil, it felt like every, every episode was something new and worth watching, and this, see, this uh, show, I'm like... I'm kind of hearing the same story over and over again, and I'm not feeling like it's that much of a slow burn, you know, like with a really good payoff, but it's okay. I'm enjoying it. Okay, folks, that's all. That's all the time I got. Thanks for being here. Uh, Back tomorrow, as always. Farewell.